0: and welcome everyone once again to another edition of the indiana high school football all-star digest i'm coach dave baumgartner along with me is hall of fame coach ted huber and uh, coach it was a busy week and there are lots and lots of points scored this week in all five of the class or six of the classes so uh, we may as well start at the top yeah, there you
1: know we start with center grove scoring 41 on, uh, almost number two
0: right right that's so. incredible yeah, So, uh, it,
1: you know, if you look at, uh, you know, I think I got, what, 42, 42, 48, 50. I mean, it's just like in 6A alone, that that amount of scores.
0: So, Point scored, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it,
1: it's starting to happen a little bit. Uh, I can remember remember talking to Robert Falcons uh, of the IHSAA. You know, when we talked about the... Um, Uh, mercy rule if you will and uh you were involved in it on friday night yes uh, with running clock right Uh, and uh you know this is exactly why they put it in because uh you know they're trying to keep people from uh scoring 100 i guess right right
0: well you know and another interesting thing i found out was um on friday night because i wasn't sure of this but uh once the mercy rule is um is used uh it doesn't if they like for instance we were up 36 to and plymouth scored on us one time there and i thought well maybe that that pulls it down because 35 is a magic number uh, and once it goes below that I thought we'd go back to normal clock but we don't once it's employed it's it stays in so the clock ran for us for the whole second half
1: exactly so i wasn't aware He's of that how fast when the clock doesn't stop how fast go so. right exactly
0: yeah. so uh what yeah, and that uh, close game, there was one close game there that uh, as far as it goes to score, uh, Homestead lost to two uh, a number one uh, Fort Wayne Lures by a score of 45 to 42.
1: You know, they scored with, Lures scored with 14, 13 seconds to go back ahead of them. It was like a seesaw all night. Right, right. I score, you score, I score, you score, so. Um, but Kyle Lindsey was very excited about it, obviously. Yeah, sure.
0: And then Chesterton topped Michigan City, which uh, I'm familiar with Michigan City. Michigan City is a good ball club, and uh, they got them Mm -hmm. 27-20. Chesterton ranked number 10 uh, in the 6A poll this last week, so uh, they're going to do themselves or did themselves a favor by winning that game. They'll at least stay where they are, maybe even move up, huh?
1: Yeah, I think 6A will stay basically – pretty close to the same, you know, they just kind of recycle, recycle people. There might be a, you know, Lawrence North jump up there a little bit, but, um, you know, they're obviously, they're mostly in the mid-conference down there.
0: Moving on to take a look at the 5A class, Indianapolis Cathedral, shut out Penn, 37 to nothing, and uh, Penn's got nothing but problems. They're 0-3, and I do not know when that last time that happened.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's it's been before Chris Yeisman got here. Right. There. Yeah, absolutely. This so, was uh, a long, long time ago. Right. Yeah.
0: You know, again, there's Indianapolis Cathedral, the one, the Catholic schools at uh, a smaller school, but they play they play 6A ball. Um, Zionsville lost uh to uh Westfield, um 42 to 21. Westfield um, you know, back on track as far as it goes to uh, uh them winning as they often do. And then Fort Wayne dewanger, um all over uh Fort Wayne South, by a score of fifty to fourteen, yeah they'
1: you know they're scoring big points up there, like we said before, you know and Dwinger um you know they've got Snyder in that conference, and they've got some other people that may give them a little bit of trouble, but Dwanger, year in and year out is a really good football team.
0: yeah, they play good ball uh valpo or Valparaiso top Laporte, Laporte coming off of a win over Penn last week. Valparaiso tops support by a score of fifty six to twenty six. Uh they've got things going right, uh, in Valpo for sure.
1: Yeah, they scored fifty six. Last week they scored seventy one oh, on wow. uh one of the new Hammond schools. So uh look out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well at Doodland Conference, that's gonna be there's gonna be some epic battles there before the season's over there. Meryville's three and zero on the season and uh you know, they'll be squaring off of them and Uh, you know it's just a it's a strong football conference and there'll be some fantastic uh, games there um, as they move on through the season Whiteland lost to number seven Decatur um, in the mid-state conference Uh, that was a close game 17 to 6 and uh, then uh, Bloomington South topped uh, uh, Terre Haute North by a score of 36 to 20 so the South rose again against yeah. North. yeah
1: we'll have uh one of the featured games this week in the south will be bloomington south versus bloomington north wow. and uh they're both three and oh now right so that ought to be uh that ought to be something special absolutely
0: Mishawaka on top of goshen 36 to 7 uh warsaw topped um um uh, plymouth by a score of 43 to uh, 14 so uh, that sets up a battle. You've got it noted here for next week. Uh, it's definitely gonna have a impact on the Northern Lakes Conference uh standings and that'll be Mishawaka will host Warsaw up at Steel Field. That'll be a battle.
1: Yeah, that'll be uh a head knocker, no yeah. question yeah. about it, because they're both, you know, running football teams. They both uh they're like probably clones. Oh yeah. You know, Absolutely. all those guys at Mishawaka used to coach for Bart Curtis at who's now Warsaw? Right. so. Um, it, it will be legendary. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No question. Um,
0: let's see, um, Fort Wayne Snyder uh, over Fort Wayne Concordia 45 to 13 and moving on and taking a look at more five, a ball results, Fort Wayne Snyder topped uh, Fort Wayne Concordia by a score of 45 to 13. Concordia has been a good football team here and they, they are often, but, uh, Snyder seemed to have no, um, real problem with in there and of course snyder's always in the hunt over there too the way they play ball
1: yeah concordia is a 3a school and mm-hmm. by the end of the year they'll be tough right, uh, right. when it gets to be in 3a opponents right. right
0: and michigan city as we mentioned lost to uh chesterton uh, 27 to 20 and uh, you got a couple notes here people moving up in that class will be bloomington north and kokomo kokomo uh, is flexing their muscle too and uh, uh, they got a strong team down there
1: yeah they do and they're uh you know it would be it would be like warsaw and mishawaka they run the ball right they, they're gonna they better buckle your chin strap right. you know, that's, <laughs> uh, uh, that's the kind of football team they are uh, fred colby was there for a long time now his son um Austin is the head coach at Kokomo, and he, right. he coaches for them. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's yeah, they're uh, they're used to driving the ball, and uh, you know, in the in the way that Warsaw and Mishawaka does.
0: Right, Indianapolis Ron Colley in Class Four A, uh, they topped a number eight shittard. Uh Ron Colley was number one, of course, so by a score of uh, twenty eight to twenty one. So it was a tight ball game there between those two uh, juggernauts and Four A ball. Um.
1: Yeah, Indianapolis Shatard uh, is zero three. Wow! And I will guarantee you that they are the best zero and three team in the state. <laughs> yeah, that's, okay that's because true. they've uh, ran into some really tough football teams, and uh, but they are zero yeah. and three. Uh, and Ron Colley, uh seems to win the close ones. That's why they, you know, that's why they're number one at right. four year, and that's why they won the state a year ago. Right
0: mooresville and plainfield got into a real defensive struggle here it looks like as mooresville beat them 63 to 42 uh mooresville yeah we talked to uh, mike
1: gillen last week from mooresville he uh you know they're, they're just going to outscore people that's, mm. that's what they do they're going to line up and they're going to try to score 100 and right uh they got 63 you know right and uh they I'm sure if you talk to him, he'd say, "Well, we probably got to work on defense a little bit, but I'm not sure we got time."
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> yes, and that, and that's a philosophy. There's no question. There's, uh, hey, we're going to score 100. If you score 99, we win. So you know, we really don't care too much. So, and I'm sure they care about their defense. I'm not saying that, but um, you know, obviously, the priority uh, seems to be on offense there, and there are there are philosophies that support that, and arguments that support that too. East Central lost to Cincinnati Moeller 39-22. to That was a fairly close game. Uh, Moeller, of course, is legendary with their uh, football program over there. Yeah, it's,
1: uh, you know, that's a heck of an opponent for them. Right. Uh, they knew that it was going to be a tough one. You know, it's the first one they've lost, so uh, they'll get back on track East right. Central.
0: East Noble. Speaking of getting back on track, East Noble got back on track as they were knocked out because of the COVID last week, but they topped Honey to North by a score of fifty-seven to thirteen. Uh, that's a potent offensive uh, unit over there with East Noble. They do a great job. They are a good football team, right?
1: And you go on down the list with Leo. Right. And, you know they scored a lot.
0: They scored forty-one.
1: Yeah. And uh, you know, and then you go south, and Jasper scored forty-two, and it just Right. you know it's just the the point totals are astronomical
0: right right new prairie knocks out lowell by a big score 42 to 14 that's a little bit surprising too because usually lowell's in the mix um you know and, and tight ball games. yeah they're you know they're struggling a little bit right uh leo i want to go back to leo of course we played leo in a scrimmage uh, to start before the regular season started and they've got a big physical football team over there They got a couple of kids that'll be division one type players uh, and so it's not a surprise that uh, we figure that these guys are definitely going to win, win their share of ball games and do some damage even in the state tournament. So um, I see Delta knocks out Cass forty-one to nothing, another big score. Uh, New Prairie knocks out, as I just mentioned, Lowell forty-two to fourteen. Uh, so there's more big numbers there. Martinsville knocks out uh, is over Greenwood by a score of thirty-eight to twenty-one. So um, as you've noted, eight of the ten um we're uh, winning this week in that uh, particular class so that's the, They're top, in the eight. top 10 four, yeah. eight, right. right right and uh, next week you're looking at some people uh, that's going to be the Delta Yorktown game is the one we're going to highlight for the center part of the state so the battle of Delaware county i think you've got it noted as here
1: exactly right you know they'll they'll be uh they'll be coming out of the woodwork down there
0: right. i'll tell you yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on to taking a look at class 3A Gibson Southern 68 to 6 over Washington uh, and uh, wow just you know Burbuff knocks out Ritter by a score of 40 to 6 again these numbers are just you know like you said West Lafayette knocks out Western 69 to 19 wow i mean these are just big time points I mean, if you like to go watch high school football, score a lot of points, these these would have been the games that you'd be interested in. Um, Danville, forty-two to nineteen over Lebanon. Uh, Try West, sixty-one to fourteen over Frankfurt. Wow! So you know, Try West
1: is, uh, uh, is coming on. Yeah, uh, they're yeah, I think they were ranked fifth or something like that this week, mm-hmm. uh, last week. So, but they're uh, they're a really good football team, and it was interesting they were mentioned. Uh, by Mike Gillen last week because he used to coach there, and uh, he can remember them having some epic battles with Danville uh, when he was at uh, Tri-West
0: in uh, Henry County. Right, right. Lawrenceburg all over Milan by a score of 63 to 13. Um, So that's a big score. Uh, Western Boone, 49 to 6 over Crawfordsville um, there, so... Uh, you know, like you said, they just keep on uh, scoring Uh Gary Catholic, uh, lost. That's just, this is, um, uh, uh, that three, a class has got a bunch of big, powerful offenses in it too. So that's going to be interesting as it moves closer and closer to the state tournament. Yeah. The, uh, you know, overall in three, a, the
1: top seven, won and the bottom three lost, uh, you mentioned that Darren lost, uh, in a close one, mm-hmm. uh, to heritage Christian, uh, you know, those are all good football teams that sure. uh, that that beat Concordia, that beat Yarron, and then and beat Norwell. So, right. uh, you know, it uh, there's some good football teams now. Right,
0: right. And then you got noted there at 3 a that uh, you know got Mount Vernon out of Posey County and Owen Valley both uh, are winning some games too, and they might uh, sneak up in the polls a little bit as a result of it.
1: Yeah, you know. It, uh, hard to get in the polls because uh it's just you know i don't know it just seems like once once we start them then that you know that's where they kind of reshuffle but yeah uh you know some get up there and uh it, it's still early it's yeah. still early this yeah. was a third, this was the third week and there's right. nine weeks so right we're right. a third of the way home
0: well and then you get uh, but you do get uh the teams that uh you know, you get a big guy upset too by a little guy, and Lures over Homestead is that example. When we talk about two A ball, Lures being in two A ball, they knock out uh Homestead um, in six A ball. Eastbrook tops Mississinewa by a score of forty-two to seven. I, I don't think that was a surprise there. And coach, did you get a, a, a hold of uh, Andran to see what their score was from Saturday? They yeah, Andran uh, they got beat
1: thirty-nine to twenty-two by. Grand Rapids, uh, Catholic or whatever, yeah. uh the Grand Rapids, uh, Central Catholic Central County, football yeah. team. So they, you know, they, I'm sure they try to win the football game, but it's like, uh, we want to play the best people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah. now they come and, uh, I think this week they play East Chicago Central. Okay. And, uh, East Chicago Central is, I think, a 4A team and they're, you know, they're a 2A team, but, um, I'm predicting, uh, Big things for
0: Andrea from right. now on. Right, absolutely. All right, moving on and taking a look at uh, let's see what else we. Evansville Modern Day topped uh, Lincoln. Vincent's Lincoln that has to be a rivalry, uh, for sure. Thirty-one to six over uh, Lincoln. Uh, Tipton all over uh, Twin Lakes by a score of forty-two to seven. So uh, way last time I think I did. But at any rate, um, that was a battle. Rensselaer Central lost to Hammond Heights. I was a little bit shocked when I saw that score, 26-21. Yeah, the Huskies
1: uh, came back and uh, won the football game. You know, Mike Kirshner uh, won a couple state championships at Ben Davis, and he went to Warren Central, okay? The reason I mentioned that Mike Kirshner is because his son, John, coaches at Hamilton Heights. And, um, you know, he's got... uh, you know, he's got some family, uh family blood, you know, and,
0: uh, the coaching sure. blood. So, uh, mm-hmm. uh, that's that's good. You right. know, the Huskies. Um Lafayette Central Catholic top Northwestern by a score of forty two to nothing. And uh that you know, there again, there's a team that's used to winning state championship and state championships and wearing blue rings around, so uh, Lafayette Central Catholic. Let's see you have uh, uh Seneca. And LaPel uh, as um, people that could possibly move up. Um, in yeah, Indianapolis,
1: Cassina, Cassina, in, yeah. Uh, Linton, Stockton.
0: And yeah. uh,
1: I was told by a man by the name of Mike Scavara, who you know. Absolutely. Uh, who lives down in the Evansville area, mm-hmm. that whenever you mention Linton, you better mention Stockton. <laughs> if it, if it, if it, if right. If you don't, don't go near, County on it, right. I'll tell you that absolutely. So, yeah, and Lapel is a good football team. Tim yeah. Miller a good football coach, and they'll, right. you know, they'll be up there uh, four this is all over. With. Right,
0: Yeah. right. Okay, moving on and taking it one uh, a ball. There, um, we mentioned Lutheran um, topped to Triton Central thirty five to seven. South Adams forty two to thirty two over Bluffton. Uh, Bluffton got quite a few points there against that team. Um, and South Adams ranked number two in their class. Um, Park Heritage, um, number three and uh, yeah. Adam Central, how'd that game come out?
1: Okay. Well, Park Heritage, number three and Adam Central was number five going in and they played a, they played a game on a neutral field on Saturday. Uh-huh. Uh, I should remember where I can't remember, but anyway, uh, Adam Central, uh, 35 to nothing.
0: Whoa. Whoa. It was a
1: big surprise, you yeah, know? No so, kidding. uh. Yeah, because they're both uh, you know, they're both ranked in uh, in the one A class. Sure.
0: Right. Yep, absolutely. Um, and then uh Monroe Central, nineteen to eighteen over North Decatur. That was a tight ball game there, a nail biter. Exciting to watch, I'm sure.
1: So both good football teams. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: winnemac on top of Manchester by a score of thirty five to eighteen. Um Covenant Christian uh, showed their teeth, they're number seven in the polls fifty three to six over uh attics. So wow, that's a big number. Yeah. Covenant Christian was
1: the one A state champion a year ago right. and uh they
0: they run into
1: somebody earlier, uh uh bigger school and they got beat, but uh uh
0: they're pretty good football team. They're gonna be in the mix when it's all over before it's said and done there. All right. Southwood topped uh, North Miami, um uh, our friend Bob Bridge's old uh Stomping grounds 34 to six is what they got the, uh, Warriors with there. Um, North Judson, 34 to 12 over uh North Newton and then South Putnam 29 to six over, uh, uh, try. Um, so, um, there was a win for uh Putnam, um, uh, and, uh, eight of the eight teams there. Is that what you're saying is, uh, we winners in that group.
1: Yeah. The eight of the eight of the 10, we, uh, you know, eight of eight actually. Uh, oh, eight of eight. Yeah, that I know. said eight of eight right. because, and you know, I guess when I uh, I compiled this thing, I hadn't uh, AC and and uh, Parkerities hadn't played yet. Right. So uh, right. you know, so they they couldn't all win. Because right. They
0: were playing Each other. Yeah. Well, that's the other interesting thing too about uh, this third week here is when typically uh, teams get into. Uh, uh, into their conferences. So you're starting to see some conference results here. So, um, you know, that's going to play a role in uh, obviously the conference standings and who's going to win what conference and all that kind of stuff.
1: So, yeah, in 5A, we mentioned the fact it was a mid-state conference game between Decatur Central and Whiteland. Right. Um, the Decatur Central has either won or tied five years in a row in that conference.
0: Oh, really? And, and
1: Whiteman has been there a couple, three times as a, as they were tied. So that's ex- a uh, great example of what you just said about, you know, uh, when I talked to those coaches, you know, they said, hey, you know, it always goes through Decatur Central. Right. Now, Decatur Central is a 5A school, and if you'll remember, uh, the second week they happened to run into Center who Right, right. And, you wow. in. Uh, uh, got a half-a-hundred foot on right. Okay, now they, you know, I mean, it's it's not unusual because they had they had some turnovers and things didn't go right for them. But anyway, right, uh, you're absolutely right. And we will start looking at some of these conference things as we go along.
0: Right, right, right. since it's just first week in it there. But, uh, um, you know, it's going to be some good football that we're featuring next week also. As I said, we mentioned in the north, we're going to take a look at Warsaw against uh, mishawaka big time implications there for the northern lakes conference second year in for uh, mishawaka in the uh, northern lakes conference so uh, they're going to be looking to avenge a loss to warsaw by the score of uh, uh, 21 to 30 i believe uh, last year at the warsaw field so that'll be a battle and it's uh, the teacher against the student as far as it goes to the coaches that are involved and uh, so that'll be a great battle there and then as you mentioned, in the middle of the state, uh, another great battle. And then in the south, uh, you got the Bloomington schools going at each other. And that has to be, as you know, because you were around there for a while, um, that has to be a big rivalry there. Yeah, I coached at Bloomington South back in the day. And
1: it was, uh, well, I guess North had been in existence maybe 10 years. so uh-huh. Uh-huh. But not gotten to the point yet where it was a, uh, a real, real big thing because, uh, you know, the Blue Bloods in Bloomington looked at Bloomington North like, uh, you know, get them out of here. Right, we right. <laughs> you know, I mean,
0: right.
1: it was like uh, consolidation and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Well, when the started beating them, right. uh, you know, that, then it became a rivalry. And so now it is like, uh-huh. um, you know, Scott Bless is a coach at, at Bloomington North and Dave Johnson as a South. Uh, you know both the Bless name. I think we mentioned before. Mark Bless is at Avon, right? Uh, Scott Bless is at bloomington uh, North, and their brother Tim Bless uh, coaches at Columbus North. Wow! And their dad, and their dad coached at uh, several places, but uh, he ended up coaching at uh, uh, University of Indianapolis. Wow. Then it was Indiana Central when he went there. So, right? Uh, you talk about a football family now. Yeah. Uh, yeah blessed family as a football
0: fan yeah you might say that the indiana football has been blessed by them i would guess you know just you know um i'm here all week everybody so uh but at any rate uh yeah so we got exciting uh football results here for you that we just gave you some of those and uh, now coming up next there we've got interviews coach uber was able to talk to all of the coaches uh that were involved in our featured games and uh uh, so we got uh, those to look forward to, and then we will be coach will be talking to the guys that won those games uh, on from Saturday morning, or whenever he happened to pick those interviews up after the game, uh, so they can reflect upon their victory. So I'm looking forward to uh, hearing those, and uh, we'll be sharing with those uh, with you here as we move on through the show.
1: Yep, uh, it was. You know, we just keep rolling here.
0: Absolutely. So we'll be back with uh, those interviews and uh, lots of different uh, perspectives here from the different coaches. So uh, it should be a great time. Stick with us here, and uh, we'll be back right after this. All right, let's get started here. It doesn't get any better than when you get number one against going against number two, and that's exactly what happened as Center Grove, number one in the state in 6A, took on Carmel at Carmel, who was ranked number two in the state. And Coach Huber had a chance to talk with Coach Eric Moore first. And then to John Hebert, who is head coach of Carmel. So here's these interviews, and I think you'll find them interesting. And also you'll find the uh, ending interview with Coach Eric Moore about his big victory over Carmel on Friday night. We have Eric Moore, head coach
2: of Center Grove Trojans, 2-0. This is his 23rd year, ranked number one in 6A. Eric, thanks for being with us.
1: Great to have you, Coach.
2: Can you talk about your preparation from Carmel?
3: Yeah, sure. It's uh, as always. It's one of the biggest games of the year. It's one of the biggest games in the state. It's the Copper Kettle uh, game between our two great communities. Uh, it's always a fun game. I love going to Carmel. Uh, just love competing with a great program like that. They're you know they're champions in every sport. Uh, they're top notch from the principals and AD all the way down to their players and coaches. Uh, preparation has been, uh, you know, pretty intense. They have a really good football team.
2: Yeah, I think I talked, uh, you know, to Carmel earlier in the week, and uh, they that sounded like what uh, you know I heard too. So, uh, what's your keys? What's the keys for uh, center Grove? Well, you know, we've got to travel up there, mindset to, you know, just to focus and, you know, clean up, clean out
3: all distractions of traveling weather and the traffic and all that stuff. And sometimes that gets high school kids uh, a little weird. But uh, we're going to clear our minds, stay focused, and hopefully we can slow down the great quarterback there, Osborne kid. uh, Does a great job. Their offense is solid. Don't make mistakes. uh, They don't beat themselves. Um, You know, they run the ball well. They pass the ball well. As usual, they're they're excellent on special teams. Their defense uh, is really sound, not quite as big as it's been in the past. Not that there's their offensive line quite as big as they've been in the past, but they seem on both sides involved. to be very athletic. Uh, their defensive line is very athletic. Their linebackers, you know, are, have, have, have good skill. They're outside kids, they're, they're uh, Sam linebackers and their rovers. And, you know, they got good links and they, they tackle really well. Carmel always tackles so well, get you on the ground. Uh, you can't get those yak, you know, yards after contact. Uh, their safeties, I think, are the heart of their defense. Uh, Williams and Berklin, they're awesome football players, and, you know, it would be awesome on any team. Uh, But again, we've got to slow down the powerful Carmel offense, and you do that by keeping a powerful Trojan offense on the field. You know, we keep our defense off the field by playing great offense, getting first downs. First downs will be as important as touchdowns in some parts of this game. Just moving the ball and keeping the ball, and then when we, when our defense gets on the field, you know, having it full of energy and uh, we have an excellent defense. If I can keep it, you know, playing downhill and keeping the pressure on Carmel, uh, that, that's where we want to be. Got to give up, you know, can't give up any big plays on special teams or, you know, one-play scoring drives and stupid things like that.
2: Well, that uh, probably, you know, sums it up pretty good. Uh, I would like to talk to the winner uh, after the ball game Friday night. Uh, would it be more convenient Saturday morning for you?
3: Oh, it doesn't matter to me. I'll be riding on a bus either
2: way. Win or lose, I'll be riding on a bus. Okay, well, a uh, little bit uh, later, if you win, I'll give you a call on Friday night. Good luck, and thanks so much for being with us.
4: Thank you. Sure
3: appreciate all you
2: do for high school football, Coach. You really good. Okay, thanks a lot, Eric. have John Hebert, head coach of the Carmel Greyhounds. The Carmel Greyhounds, at the moment, in 6A, are number two behind Center Grove. Uh, they've had a really nice start to the season. Uh, John, welcome.
5: Thank you, Ted. Really happy to be here.
2: I noticed that, uh, you know, you play at the top level. Uh, Trinity, you went to Louisville and beat Trinity. Uh, Detroit King came in to uh, Carmel and you beat them. Now you're preparing for Center Grove. Of course, Center Grove's a foe and... Uh, you know, probably down the road you'll see them again. I suppose. Anyway, uh, you know, as you look at Center Grove, what do you see? Well, we see a we see probably our biggest rival and
5: uh, a team that uh, you know is well composed. They have uh, you know 22 excellent starters across the board and in, in good depth um, they're physical uh they have an identity that um you know seems to be consistent from year to year they're they're physical football team they they play uh you know a, a style a brand that uh, is very distinct from from other teams in our conference and you know other teams in 6a they're gonna run the football uh, they're committed to it you know they, they They've held on to the wing T, but you know they've got an excellent quarterback and David Jackson who can do a lot of things um, with his feet and with his arm, and so they've expanded their their offensive attack and and uh, you know so they 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 intend to um, run the ball you know out of their traditional sets and then and then uh, you know. Go shotgun and, and spread things out and run the ball that way too and also open up you know, some opportunities for for Jackson to showcase. So I see just a lot of really uh, hungry and um, you know high energy
2: players uh, across the board on their offense and then their defense is um, you know they've really been uh, the the standard in in Indiana top defense in these last few years and that starts up front with an excellent defensive line and uh I mean we're counting five maybe division one players on their defensive line alone uh are guys that are you know either getting offers or will and then um you know they're just very neat sound um disciplined in you know, the Great uh, eye discipline. They they see and diagnose things really well, and then they react, and they're they're great tackling team. So, um, you know, this is just a team. When you play them, you know they're not going to make very many mistakes, and that means that um, you've got to be on top of your game uh, when you go against them. Well, talking about your game, okay. What do you need to do? What's the keys to Carmel being successful?
5: Well, we're, we're really uh, pleased with uh, how our kids have approached our first two games. They they were a big challenge. We were playing teams that were were um, tough for us to you know deal with, and, and that's why we scheduled them. We we want to play teams like that. We want our kids to feel uh, like uh, it's going to require their best in order to be successful. And so, hopefully, what we've done is prepared ourselves. Um, to play a team like center grove because our kids have been through uh, a couple of games like that already. So, you know, what we, what we've learned um, in those first two weeks is that we need to, um, you know, do our best to get off to uh, a strong start and, um, you know, try to establish our, our running game. There are different ways that we're going to try to do that given the challenges that center grove poses, but we need to run the football. Uh, we also need to, you um, be very efficient at the uh in the passing game being able to to move the chains and um, create some some um, opportunities when they're in zone coverage and, and convert and uh it's not easy to do because of their pass rush but um you know we want to be able to sustain drives we can't uh, put our our defense in a, a situation where they're on the field um you know, disproportionately. So, uh, you know, running the football, converting on on uh, making first downs and, and and sustaining drives, and and then uh, you know, defensively, we're gonna we're gonna have to be uh, better at
2: limiting explosive plays. That's something. In the first two weeks, we've had we've had uh, too many explosive plays that have um, you know resulted in in uh, major advantages for our opponents. And, you can notice that by the scores of games. That we're defensively, we've got things uh, that we need to figure out, but we're moving in that direction, I think. Um, and I, I think we need to continue doing what we've done in the first two games, which is um, keep a great positive outlook despite uh, the circumstances of the game. We did that. We were down seventeen nothing to Trinity, and then uh, you know we, we thought we had won the game. With a minute to go against Detroit King, and um, you know we, we had a we had a, an unforced error, a, a penalty, an uh, unsportsmanlike, which caused us to have to kick off from the 25, and you know King ends up with the ball in, in our territory with under a minute to go, and they end up scoring on us. Um, and uh, you know I didn't see any heads down, I didn't see any uh, kids that were um, dejected, and, and you know we had 8.8 seconds left. and we, we got a great kickoff return, and then we, we threw the ball up in the end zone, and we caught it and we won the game. And I think that in both of those games, we didn't worry about the outcome. We, we only uh, concerned ourselves with what was ahead of us. And so you have to have that attitude against get center growth in order to be successful because uh, you are going to have those those downtimes And, you know, we stay in it and stay locked into what we're trying to accomplish, then, you know, we have a chance. Well, I think that... I think that was was about as good a synopsis as I've ever heard about uh, Eric Moore and uh, you know what Center Grove does. I was talking to another coach in the conference, and he says that uh, one of the advantages he thinks Carmel has is that they are not beaten before they get on the field. That a lot of people uh, have said, "Uh oh, we're in trouble this week because we're playing Center Grove, and the game's over before it starts." So. Uh, I think you're right, and uh, I appreciate the fact that, uh, you know, what you've done there. And uh, this same guy told me uh, that, you know, you're one heck of a football coach and uh, also one heck of a guy. So it sounds like to me, uh, I don't know if we've ever met, but uh, I hope we do. And that, uh, that day too, and I really appreciate uh, those kind words. You know, we're. For- I, I I really uh, you know appreciate the uh, the, the lead and, and 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 maybe even a little more so after playing some people outside of state um, people you're less familiar with and you know and that that can be challenging it was great to get to know them but uh, I just think we have something special here in in Indiana and um, I think Eric is you know he's the guy that. Uh, right now is, is um, you know he's, he's kind of the, the, the leader of the pack he's been doing it for a long time and I think that he brings out the best in our competitive nature here uh, at Carmel because again you, you aren't going to have a chance unless you know, you're know you full prepared and mentally prepared to deal with what we'll they bring to the table and um, you know, that's all credit can, uh, it'll, be, it'll be exciting. i mean, I'm, I know our kids are really excited. Our coaches are excited. It's going to be a great afternoon. We'll have, you know. You'll be a full house on Friday night in Carmel. I know night. that. Okay. Well, yeah. thank you, and uh, I'll see you on down the road, John. Thanks a lot. Take care, Ted. See you All Friday. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. We have Eric Moore after the victory 41 to 14 over carmel congratulations eric tell hey, us coach, about uh, it was, okay it was a great football game tonight uh you know two great communities and two good high schools and two great programs fighting the, the weather was perfect and the crowds were amazing and i thought both teams did a great job well i would uh you know like it was it full house yeah it, i don't think i've ever uh, even in the semi-states of Carmel, I don't think I've seen as many people at a, at a Carmel-Cinic Grove game. It was just, you know, the weather, I think, was a big change. You know, it was more comfortable to be outside. So sure. uh, just, just a great crowd. So uh, who uh, who you want to mention tonight?
3: Well, you know, obviously, uh, I think our real credit goes to our offensive line. We were real pounding ground tonight. Daniel Weems, our senior running back, 28, 28 carries. With 133 yards, Coach Bill Mallory has been proud of me. <laughs> I'm running some more like that. Our, All right. The Drew Wheat, one of our young wing backs, had another hundred and some yards uh, and a couple of touchdowns.
4: Um, our, our quarterback, Tatum Jackson, made a huge scramble in the third period when the game was still close for a first down, uh, and he's had you know a couple really nice throws. And he never made any mistakes. You know that's that's a huge thing. It's in a grow. We don't. The quarterback doesn't need to win the game. Just don't lose the game. But uh, our offensive line really did a great job of, of handling Carmel up front. You know, 470 yards of, of offense and 370 yards of rushing. So, you know, credit goes to them. But then when it was time for the game, it, it's, it's, it's defense. You know, it's all about defense. Our defensive line was amazing tonight. They're
3: fast, or, they're physical, they're strong. Made so many plays behind the line of scrimmage, knocked four or five balls down. Uh, Caitlin Carroll, our corner, or super corner. He made a huge interception in the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, to really seal the game. I did just, you know, Mitchell Evans made some big-time hits at safety. Our young linebackers are really starting to learn how to play. So I'm just excited for our, our defense.
2: Coach Chad Daniels, our D coordinator, has done such a great job with those kids. Just letting our guys go play football. Well, i tell you, it's uh, kind of scary because uh, as good as you guys are, and obviously, as well-coached as you are, uh, I got a feeling you'll probably uh, continue to get better. Well, that's the fun thing about it is, you know, keeping these guys focused, and that's, that's our main concern is, you know, we got to get better. That's, that's part of the whole deal. You know, you're not just playing one night. That's it. So we got to continue to get better, keep our focus to win. You know, it's fun. we want to win. We want to win every game. You know, if we don't, it's not the end of the world. But, you know, that's our goal try to win every game. It should be every every player's closest goal. Our guys have done a great job of uh staying focused and when it's game time really turning it on and getting better like you said okay well congratulations who do you have next week uh ben davis it doesn't get any easier okay ben davis yeah good for you and good for jason right okay (laughs) (laughs) all right well thanks a lot eric i appreciate you uh being with us tonight and again congratulations and uh um, hopefully we'll see you down the road.
4: Okay, Coach. Really really great talking to you. I appreciate how you do for high school
2: football, man. Well, thank you. Okay. Great.
0: And once again, congratulations to Eric Moore and to Center Grove on a big victory they had over Carmel there. Next up, we got a battle in the Summit City Conference as uh, Fort Wayne Lures squared off with Homestead. Homestead winning the uh, sack uh, the last couple of years here. Uh, Coach Huber had a chance to talk with both head coaches before the game and the winning coach after the game. So here's those interviews. We have Kyle Lindsey, head
2: coach, Fort Wayne Lures Knights, 2A number one ranked team in the state this week with a 2-0 record. Kyle, welcome.
5: Hey, I appreciate you having me on, Ted.
2: Okay, it's uh, something that we're really proud of that we can go – to the different corners of the state and talk to head coaches. Uh, It's interesting that um, uh, I just talked today to a kid named Kyle, who happens to be uh, a coach's kid that coaches at Decatur Central. And so here we have Kyle Lindsey, who uh, obviously, uh, Father Matt, who won a whole bunch of state championships. So anyway, what a family. Yes, what a family. So. As you prepare for Homestead, what do you see? Uh, Hey, I see a team that uh, just kind of picked up where they've left off. Um, You know, they're back-to-back SAC champions for a reason. They are very well coached um, in all facets of the game. Um, On defense, they're physical, they're fast. They get to the football and they finish. uh, Offensively, starts up front,
5: and once again, they've got a very, very, good offensive line. Um, They get solid quarterback play. They got a junior in his first year as a varsity starter, but, uh, you know, through two games, he's thrown five touchdowns, no interceptions. He takes care of the ball. He's got some athleticism. Uh, They got a strong running game, averaging almost eight yards a a carry. Uh, And then they got some playmakers out wide in the uh, uh, Nick Anderson. Um, He's one of the most electric kids here in town, uh, without a doubt. Um, and then uh, number three uh, Gage Sparrow also very very good Receiver um, And then you know on top of uh, a very good Defense uh, an offense is averaging
2: 45 points a game uh, Their kicking game or special teams Are second to none around here uh, They're so very well coached um, Just you know We're going to have to bring our A game We're going to have to polish up a lot of mistakes that we've made uh, Last Friday night against Wayne If we're going to have a chance to beat these guys so it sounds like to me, uh, you probably should just stay home. The way you talk about homestead, right? Oh, no, no, no. I'm not playing a little holes here. I'm just, you know. I know. Uh, I know. They're, yeah, they're they're a very good, very good football team. Very good uh, football team. Uh, I
5: no do, no I question. Like our team, wouldn't trade our team for anybody. But uh, we're we're up against a very good team, and uh, they deserve the respect they get from us. Okay. So what?
2: Specifically, do you think the keys are for the Knights to be successful on Friday night? Well, defensively, we certainly have to ta-
5: tackle better than we did last uh, last week. Uh, I thought what we brought uh, week one was something to really build on. Um, you know, especially that second half. Um, we gave up a couple big plays in the first half. Second half, I thought our defense played really well. Um, we gave up a touchdown in the second half against a very, very good Carroll offense. Uh, uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the state, Jeff Becker. Uh, the last week, I almost say we took a step back, but uh, the tackling, we just didn't finish tackles. Uh, I think that big back Wayne had, Lemurian Nelson, who's going to be a really good one here in the next couple of years. Uh, we had a tough time tackling him, um, particularly in third-down situations in that second half. Uh, so we got to clean that up. we got to get to the football a little bit better on uh, the defensive side. And then offensively, uh, we can't shoot ourselves in the foot. I know... Uh, we put up points, um, we've had a lot of kids contribute
2: uh, to our offensive success, but we also had eight uh, eight first half penalties on the offensive side of the ball, and going up against a, uh, a program like Homestead, that's just not going to cut it. Okay, so uh, it sounds like to me you got it figured out. It uh, should be a whale of a football game in the Summit Conference, and uh, you know, you beat Carroll already, and uh, the Homestead uh, is this week, so... Uh, basically, all I can say is thanks for hep- being with us, and good luck. Hey, thanks for having me
5: on. Thanks for what you're doing for Indiana High School football, and I appreciate
2: it. Okay, and one other thing I forgot. Uh, if you win, I'd like to talk to you after the ball game. Would that be okay? You've got my number. Okay. i tell the kids on the bus. If we're still on the bus to quiet down. Okay, so you, you'll be... Uh, You'll be uh, the way way team this week, so uh, I'll just keep calling until I get you. And if you win if you, Sounds you good, win. Man. Okay. Sounds All right. I right. appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Kyle. Take care. Yep, bye-bye. Bye. Homestead Spartans, two and and0 Homestead Spartans, six A, number nine team this week. Welcome, Chad.
4: Thank you, thanks for having me.
2: Okay, well uh talk a little bit about what your 18th year I think, uh, is this your 18th year at Homestead?
4: Yeah, it is my 18th year, so it's been been a fun ride
2: (laughs) Okay, well I would imagine that it has been Okay now, we are going to look at Fort Wayne Lures, Lures place at your place this week and when you are preparing for them, what do you see?
4: I see tremendous athleticism all over the field. The, the, the skill positions that they have, we don't see uh, many weaknesses in any of their skill spots. They, the, the quarterback's a tremendous player. They uh, have a running back. It's, it's uh, small in stature, but a tremendous running back. Uh, they have two edge guys out wide. They're, they're fast and physical and uh, can take the ball away from anybody and, uh, and, and can score from anywhere. And then they've got a tight end. And, uh, a slot that, that really do a nice job too. So we see that athleticism all over uh, the field. And up front, they're, they're just well-coached, uh, disciplined kids, and uh, do a very good job. And on defense, uh, they're uh, very fast. They may be a little undersized, but they make up for it with speed, with physicality, and um, they're a fun group to watch. So I think that defense flies to the football they Do They do a great job.
2: Okay. Obviously, you both are in the Summit Conference, and uh, you know you you've got two wins already this year. And uh, as you look at it, uh, what are the keys for you to be successful this week? Well, I think on
4: offense, we we have to, have you know the turnover battle is always important. But uh, that first game we had some issues with, the second game didn't have any, so that's a big improvement. We got to keep on that track. Uh, possession of the ball as long as we can and uh, we need efficiency on, on uh, both the run and pass down so we have to play solid up front and be efficient and on, on defense uh, we have to uh, make them earn, earn uh, yardage and we can't give up the big play because they're capable of a big play Uh try to harness some of that athleticism that we see by being sound defensively and with our eyes and, and so those are the things we're preaching to our kids this week and trying a good practice so far.
2: Yeah, Lourdes has had a lot of success up there, even though they're, what, are, I think they're, what, the smallest school in the conference? Yeah. That fools you, though, doesn't it? Yeah, it does
4: fool you. They just, uh, they do not look like a 2A school. Yeah. They, they, they're uh, a different size, I think, than a 2A, and the athleticism really stands out for, for any school, actually. So it's, uh, it's a little deceiving.
2: Okay, well, it should be a whale of a football game, and I'm uh, excited uh, to see what's going to happen up there, and uh, I really appreciate it, like I said, and good luck.
4: All right, thank you. Thanks for having me on.
2: Thank you, Chad. We have Kyle Lindsay here after his victory over Homestead on Friday night. Congratulations, Kyle. I
5: appreciate it, Chad. Thanks for having me on
2: again. Okay, and uh, tell us about it. first score on the board had a heck of a drive to start the
5: game. Holstead had a quick response. All offense had a quick response. They had a quick response. Um, all told, you know, told the kids after the game, I think the most important possessions of a football game are those defense and offense possessions at the end of the half, uh, to begin the second half, and then um, in tight ball games, obviously uh, the last possession of, uh, of the game. and. Uh, our defense didn't come up with a lot of stops, but they came up with stops uh, at the end of the first half, the beginning of the second half, and then uh, had a couple key interceptions uh, with our backs to the wall uh, in the fourth quarter um, with, uh, I think, two and a half minutes to go. Um, you know, our kids, we had the lead for the most part tonight, and, you know, to Homestead's home credit, they, uh, their kids showed a lot of resiliency. They had momentum going in the fourth quarter um they caused a huge huge fumble um as we were trying to increase our lead in the fourth quarter got the ball back they, i mean they, they they just really had momo on their side and uh our kids as has been their uh custom for you know since the beginning of last year's postseason run, they uh they didn't give up they showed a lot of resiliency themselves uh they believed in each other and uh our, our quarterback um Carson Clark, our offensive line, our receiving core, their running backs all showed uh, a lot of moxie tonight, uh, running the two-minute offense uh, on the road at a 6 day program, the uh, you know, two-time defending city champs, um, and put together just a beautiful drive and capped it off with 13 seconds left. I believe it was on the clock. Uh, Sir Hale punched it in, and uh, it was just uh, really it was a fun atmosphere. Both sides were packed. Um, just a, a well of a ball game, an exciting ball game, and um, just happy that we had the, the ball last.
2: Okay, so you went right down to the wire, huh? Yes, sir. Wow. Yes,
5: sir. It was a uh, back and forth matching scores for most of the first half, and then second half, actually, both defenses came out, got three and outs, um, and then it was kind of a back and forth again uh, that second half, and then. Ultimately, uh, Evan Linker, our, our senior middle linebacker who's just worked his tail off to become the uh, really the, the centerpiece, the, the captain of our defense on a third and seven. They're up by four with two and a half minutes to go. Uh, we hold them to a field goal. Well, we get a stop. We give our offense a chance to either take the lead and win a ball game or uh, tie the ball game. And he gets an
2: interception on a, on a slant they've just been killing us with all night. Um, and they give our offense a chance to win it and Kids uh, showed a lot of composure late in the fourth quarter on the road. And uh, just really, again, just so proud of uh, the, the resiliency that this group of kids shows. Okay, so uh, who you got next week?
5: We are at home against Concordia.
2: Okay, Concordia lost tonight. I'm sure you already know that. I
5: right. just found that out. I uh, yeah. just got to uh, the wing place down the street, 07. Uh, <laughs> uh, give them a shout-out. Uh, just ate some wings, sat down, and just watched some highlights from the local media. Uh, right. Just found that out. So, okay. Uh, well, as is custom, we're going to get up in the morning and uh, get after it. We got
2: a, a lift in the morning and probably watch some film and uh, prepare for the next week. Okay. Well, congratulations. Uh, happy for you, and um, hopefully we'll see you down the road. Thanks
0: a lot,
5: Tasha. All Hope right. You thank
2: too. thank Thanks you. Bye bye.
0: Well, it was a mid-state conference battle as Decatur Central squared off with Whiteland, and Coach Ted Huber had a chance to talk to both coaches and the winning coach after the game, so here's what they had to say. We have Kyle
2: Enright, head coach of the Decatur Central Hawks, 1-1 and for the season, beat New Pal first game, ran into uh, Center Grove uh, last week, Uh, I think this is your sixth year, uh, at Decatur, is it not?
3: Yes, sir, it is. Thanks for having me, Coach.
2: Okay, well, we sure welcome you here, and we sure appreciate it. So, this week you have, uh, Whiteland. And, uh, when you're preparing for Whiteland, what do you see? Well, when you prepare for Whiteland, you better be ready to prepare for the fly sweep. Uh, Coach Fisher and that offense are kind of legendary at this point, um, he's got a system uh and it's it's a great
3: system that he instills and, and installs from a young age and so the kids know it well um uh, a lot of a lot of smoking meters with the jet sweep and you, ha- you have to be disciplined on defense and get your eyes right um uh, and make sure your your gap sound and all those things so it's definitely a challenge whenever you play Whiteland, uh, you know they're going to play hard they're going to be well coached um uh, and, and then defensively as well um uh, you know, they fly to the football, um, always have a have a good front seven uh, in their 3-4 defensive scheme and, um, you know, just are a sound, solid defensive unit that keeps things in front of them, tackles well. Um, so, you know, it's always a challenge when you go up against Whiteland. We kind of, uh, over the years, have, it's kind of grown into a, a rivalry as, as usually, you know, the Warriors and the Hawks are right there at the top of the Mid-State Conference and that game determines a lot, so we know what's at stake, and we're excited to to go over to Whiteland and compete in our first Mid-State Conference game.
2: Okay, so uh, the Mid-State has gone through Decatur the last five years, is what Darren told me. And uh, so, uh, you know, uh, you and then Boersville, I guess he mentioned too, but as you look at this game, what are the keys for the Hawks? Well,
3: you know, our keys to success uh, typically don't change a whole lot week to week, but uh, one of our pillars of our program uh, is is the turnover battle so we know that plays a huge part in, in any football game uh, at any level um so our kids know that and that's kind of our emphasis is defensively we want to create turnovers um and when when we feel like we're plus one plus two or plus three in the turnover battle we've got a chance that also means offensively you got to protect the football uh, you can't turn the ball over on fumbles um whether it be special teams like we did last week with two, two special teams fumbles, um, or on offense, throwing the ball in the air and and getting it picked off. And so, you know, that's our number one key for success. We need to win the turnover battle, protect the football offensively, um, get the ball out defensively. Um, number two, uh, we've got to be able to establish the run game. Um, uh, we've got, as you know, um, a couple of good skilled players, a really good line, um, but right now we're more of a, a running football team um, and we've got to be able to establish something knowing that, that they're probably going to stack the box and, and dare us to throw it and then take our shots when they present themselves, but we've got to win the turnover battle, establish a running game, uh, and, and vice versa on the defensive side, we've got to stop their run. Um, typically they're going to throw it three to five times a game versus us some teams they only throw once like last week against columbus east or two weeks ago since they didn't play last week but uh, they want to run it 60 times a game and then catch you sleeping um and then hit one over the top to their big tight end max sullivan who's a ball state commit um so we've got to have our eyes right we've got to read our keys and you can't fall asleep on defense so um, those are kind of the keys to success for us uh, the third one being special teams, um, we pride ourselves in our special teams unit. Uh, our special
2: teams coordinator, Donnie Ivey, does a great job. Uh, you know, we blocked multiple kicks and, and returned a couple for touchdowns already this year. So uh, we've got to win the, the hidden yardage, so to speak, the field position battle, um, yeah, cover on punts and kickoffs, um, get some big returns and, and not make any mistakes on special teams. Well, it should be a good one uh it always is i think uh you know uh you're from a football family and uh i know coaching's in your blood and uh friday night i'm sure you'll be excited and be ready to go so uh good luck to you and uh yes sir as we uh as we go on here what i'd like to do uh uh, after the ball game, uh, whoever wins the game, I'd like to talk to him a little bit about it. Is that okay if I give you a holler on Friday night?
3: Yes, sir. hopefully it's us and, and uh, if so, I'd be happy to do that.
2: Okay, well, I appreciate that and I'll do that and uh, good luck, Kyle.
3: All right, thanks, coach Huber. Yep.
2: We've got Darren Fisher here, Whiteland Warriors, 5A number five this week. Welcome.
5: Thank you for having us on,
2: Tim. Okay, you have Decatur this week. And uh, Decatur, you have a history with them. I think they're in your conference. Uh, When you are preparing for Decatur, what do you see?
5: Well, I think number one, I see speed. Um, I see athleticism. Uh, they're very good on the perimeter in all three phases. Um, you know, they run some kickoffs back. Uh, you know, they're very aggressive defensively and play that style with the kind of athletes they have. They're very well coached,
2: and offensively, they've got some playmakers. They've got some, you know, some scholarship offer guys uh, in the skill positions with the ball in their hand, and uh, you know, they, they do a good job of scheming things to get their playmakers in space. And as you uh, look at your uh, the Mid-States Conference, uh, uh, what do you see? Well, obviously, it's our conference opener. It's the third game of the season. And uh, these past five years,
5: um, Decatur has either won outright or shared the conference title either with us or with Mooresville. Uh, but, you know, the conference title has gone through there. If you want to win the thing outright, you, you have to beat Decatur Central. And, uh, you know, they... Um, They've done a phenomenal job over these past five years since Coach Jim Wright has been there. Uh, they've done a great job of elevating their program uh, over time, and, and uh, you know that's
2: that's the place. Uh, you know that, that's where it all starts. is winning this week. Okay, so give me the keys. What do you need to do for Whiteland to be successful? Well, I think we have to play within ourselves. I think sometimes we try to play a little faster, put a little extra emphasis on the game, and we've kind of forced ourselves into some mistakes. Um, you know, whiten can't be white. That's, you know, with our style of play, we have to make sure that we do that. I think number two, you know, defensively, inside and in front, you got to keep them inside and in front. And if you can do that... Um, you've got a good chance of, of stopping them. And, and I think the third thing is we've got to be great in the kicking game. Um, you know, that's kind of uh, some place that we really put a lot of emphasis on here. And I think that uh, you know, the field position game is going to be really important. So I would say those three things are what we have to do to win the football game. Okay, well, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, uh, what happens after the ball game, uh, I really like to speak to the winner. And so, uh, hopefully, it's you. And is it okay if I call you? That sounds great. That, that sounds great to me too. Okay, thanks, Darren. I really appreciate right. it. Good luck. I appreciate it. We got Kyle Enright right here after the victory against Whiteland on Friday night. Uh, congratulations, Kyle. Thank you. And tell us about it. Well, it was
3: a it was a hard fought Mid State Conference football game. Uh, Whiteland ourselves have, have typically been here the last you know five or six years the the, the top of the mid state so we knew it's an early midstate battle with uh, potentially for a conference championship considering we've won the conference championship the last few years so we knew it was going to be a
4: battle uh, coach Fisher does a great
3: job at, at whiteman and uh, they've got a, a unique offense to, to say the least and, and uh, the fly sweep and I thought our defensive staff did a masterful job of game planning for that, and then our kids executed the game plan uh, to a T. Um, holding, holding Whiteland out of the end zone for, for four quarters uh, without off, that offense is very difficult to do. So, hats off to Max and our defensive coordinator, and our defensive staff, and our kids for executing the game plan. But, you know, with that fly sweep today, you know, there's a lot of eye candy that try to get you out of your out of your gaps by uh, having that jet motion. And if your inside backers chase jet, they're going to hit you with, crease you with dive
5: and, and power. And our kids just did an unbelievable job. Uh, hats off to our offensive
3: defensive line. You know, a lot of people said we've got some good skill players, but our offensive defensive line won this game. And our defensive coaching staff and kids uh, just just had a great game. So. Uh, Javon Tracy was on a different level tonight. Um, he punted. He punt returned. He kick returned. He played corner. He played safety. He played running back. He played quarterback. Uh, and his leadership and toughness were off the charts. Uh, so, you know, we had a great game. Uh, didn't move the ball in the second half like we wanted offensively. Uh, hats off to the for that. Uh, we'll get better. But we were playing without our, our started tailback and started safety um, due to an
2: injury and he'll be back but hats off to our kids for stepping up next man up mentality and, and getting a big big victory on the road week one in the Midstate. well um, you know congratulations again and uh, um, I'm really happy for you and who do you have next week?
3: next week we, we play Martinsville at home
2: okay so beat the Artisians right? yes sir Yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> they used to be the super quick artisans. I don't know if they still yeah. are or not. With yeah, my- well, Coach Duggar, Coach Duggar does a good job there. He was a
3: former offensive coordinator at Southport. He's uh, second year now, or second or third year now in Lawrenceville, and he's really got him going. So it'll be a tough game.
2: Okay, well, Bill Siderwitz and I were, were uh, uh, friends, so... Uh, yeah, no. my dad and Bill were great friends, too. So. Okay, yep, yep, you're right about that. Okay, thanks a lot, Kyle. And right, uh, again, it. congratulations, and enjoy the victory.
3: All right, appreciate it, Coach. Okay. Thank
0: you.
2: Yep,
3: bye-bye.
0: Well, there you have it. Week three is in the books, and uh, we wrapped up another exciting week of Indiana High School football. And, of course, we've got another week coming up, week number four. The season is uh, in gear and uh, flying by. And in most cases, uh, all of the schools will be playing their second game in their conference schedule. So we're looking forward to uh, covering those games and giving you some scores. And we'll also be featuring uh, some of the teams, uh, That uh, the three games that we'll be featuring next week. will be in the north. It'll be Warsaw against Mishawaka. In the middle of the state, Delta against Yorktown. And uh, down south, we got the battle between the north and south bloomington high schools so that'll be a battle there and a big big rivalry there so we're looking forward to bringing you all of that information all the scores highlights and uh, interviews with the coaches right here on the indiana high school football all-star digest we'd like to thank everyone for tuning in and uh watching or rather listening to our broadcast and uh, of course it's always a pleasure to hang out with you guys and a uh, pleasure to have you guys listen in and uh, make comments about the show we appreciate that as coach Joe Talley would always say we choose to hang out with football people and that's for a good reason we also want to uh, again thank everyone for their contributions and also thank all of you guys out there that are working hard to make our kids not only better football players but also better human beings so everyone have themselves a great week of practice as you're gearing up for week number four in Indiana high school football Thanks for tuning in, and remember, football, just like life, is a game where you get knocked down, you get yourself right back up, and you guys do a great job of teaching our kids that very, very important lesson. Once again, thanks for listening, and have a great week.